The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Recently, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which some worry may have unintended consequences for couples looking to use IVF to grow their families. Welcome to Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Dr. Martinez, I'm so glad you're joining us today to discuss this topic that has so many people concerned. They're not sure what to make of it. They're worried. People are definitely not sure how this is all going to play out. So I know that you cannot look into a crystal ball, but I've heard that some fertility doctors are saying that the practice of in vitro fertilization could be at risk in states with very restrictive abortion bans. Can you explain first, before we get into this topic, a little bit about IVF and what that involves and why doctors think this could possibly be something that is of concern. Sure. Thank you for having me on today. I appreciate the opportunity. So IVF, in vitro fertilization, is where a female patient takes injectable medications that stimulate a larger number of eggs than they would normally have in a given month or naturally over a period of about 9 to 11 days with several monitoring ultrasounds and blood work in order to determine the group of eggs and their maturity. There is a procedure done in the office or a hospital adjacent to the office that is the egg retrieval process, at which time if they have a partner, they use fresh sperm from the partner. If they have a donor sperm, they use donor sperm. And we bring egg and sperm together in the laboratory. And then following that, after fertilization of the egg and sperm into an embryo, the embryos are cultured or grown out in the laboratory for about five or six days. And then that after which time they can either undergo a transfer of an embryo or in many cases, patients are now opting to biopsy embryos in order to check the genetic makeup of the embryos. And then later on, that follows with a frozen embryo transfer of an embryo that's been tested at a genetic or chromosomal level. So that's the synopsis of the IVF procedure. So why is this a concern? What would be affected in terms of assisted reproductive technology? As of June 24th, with the recent Dobbs decision overturning the Roe versus Wade, the question is, that is referring to the process of abortion. And what that is essentially saying is that now the government can regulate a women's right to terminate a pregnancy. And it all has to do with the idea of what is life and what we do in our field is we bring together egg and sperm. So you have embryos in the laboratory and not all of those embryos are used. And the question is, are the lawmakers or in the future, is there going to be a push in order to restrict some of the disposing of the embryos that patients do not want to use? So we're concerned and anybody that practices reproductive medicine is concerned that this recent decision may only be 
the beginning of something else. And it would be restriction of potentially terminating pregnancies that are unhealthy for medical reasons. It may be involving using the embryos and not allowing the individual patient and the woman's right to discard embryos that are of an abnormal chromosomal makeup, but yet they're still considered potentially to be under these new laws. So that's what we're most concerned about because ASRM, American Society of Reproductive Medicine, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and all of the major women's health societies support the right of women. We believe it's a human right and not an issue of when life begins, but rather the practice of medicine is sacred between the provider and the patient. And being able to have that confidence and being able to allow the patient to make an individual decision is what we see as fundamental to medical care. So it seems, Dr. Martinez, that the wording of the law in the individual states is a little bit ambiguous regarding fertility and embryo fertilization and too broad, or there's imprecise language used at some state-level abortion bans. Could this possibly, do you see, include these procedures? Do you foresee that those particular states are going to be looking to say that an embryo is now a full life and nothing can be done? And in which case, then what? Do they expect them all to be implanted? I mean, what do you see? How do you see this playing out? Well, we're already seeing a lot of stress in our current infertility patients. The idea of losing their autonomy and choice over the one hope that they have to build their families and being able to have that regulated, which they've always had the decision to make their own treatment decisions, what happens is that the patient's already asking questions that we really can't answer right now. So there's a lot of uncertainty and it's stressful fertility. So it's affecting our patients because they're worried about the future. It's important now for medical providers to get involved at the local level. If there ever was a time that physicians need to speak up and make their voice heard, it's with your local politics. And I think it starts with that. And so the major organizations are educating. They want to protect IVF because currently there are no stipulations that in vitro fertilization is included, but the concern is that that may change. And then it's a combination of if and when that happens, it's physicians speaking out, explaining what we do and why we do it, and really trying to influence lawmakers. So that is a concern. And if anything, this major change of Roe versus Wade that has really initiated, hopefully, physicians to get involved. And I think that's the key is to educate, educate your patients. There's a lot of literature out there through the ACOG websites, ASRM, that can be very helpful with talking to your patients about this and educating patients so they can all make the best decision for themselves and we could keep the rights within the patient themselves. I agree with you, and I applaud that comment that you said that physicians really need to get this message out to their opinions on the whole situation and that people need to get involved in their local politics so that they retain the rights that, as you said, are human rights to make our own treatment decisions. I'd like you to speak for a second to people out of the state that you would like to let them know about what they can expect if their state and some states are even restricting travel for reproductive health care. If you were to speak to them, what would you like them to know about 
providers in a state where these things are going to be hopefully upheld? And can they come across state lines and work with people like you? Yes. So I think the major point of education for the patient is that it may be vastly different between states. And there are certain states such as New Jersey where we are, California, and several other states that have protected abortion rights currently right now, and we're trying to help navigate and answer those questions. There are legal teams that represent both ACOG and ASRM that are undoubtedly looking at the laws that are out there, any bills coming through to try to identify it early. As of right now, the reassurance is we're not telling patients to move embryos or move to different states at this time, but rather we're encouraging the advocacy and for everybody to get involved. And I think that that's ignited my own interest in doing that because this is the livelihood. This is what we do is we try to build families and we want to be honest with the patients because they don't do well without answers, but we want to be educated ourselves so that we can be honest, we can educate, and we can listen to their concerns and help them navigate this. But as of now, everyone that does IVF throughout the country, they are maintaining their stance that we don't have to do anything at this time, but if the landscape changes, then they may get different advice in the future. What a great advocate you are for couples. As you said, you're, you're helping people to build families, and that's such an important career. And your passion, Dr. Martinez, comes out in every podcast you do. Just give us your last summary. What would you like to tell couples that are concerned about starting fertility treatments? They're concerned about the news media that they're hearing. They don't really understand it. Just kind of wrap it up for us what you would like them to know about you and what you're doing at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Yes, well, thank you again, Melanie, for having me on. And so I just want to let the patients know that we are here to discuss these issues and these new concerns as they evolve. At the current time, we as providers here at RSCNJ and other facilities throughout the country, we want to help the patients. We're advocates for the patient, and we will continue to do that. We will educate you, we'll educate ourselves, and hopefully with the persistence and at the local and national levels, we can protect this right. And so don't hesitate to call our offices, don't hesitate to make appointments, don't hesitate to get care, because the important thing is, is that we still want to help you build your family in the best way possible, compassionate way, and maintaining the woman's rights throughout the process and the couple's decision. Yes, you certainly do. Well, thank you, Dr. Martinez. As always, what a great and informative guest you are. And as things progress, I'd like you to come back on and give us an update as you all learn more. Thank you again for your advocacy and your informative podcasts. And for more information, you can always visit fertilitynj.com to get connected with one of our providers. That concludes this episode of Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. I'm Melanie Cole.